the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Stay inside today. Stay on the first floor. It's a down day on the markets, and it looks like people might be jumping. Jumping out windows? I don't know. Just jumping out of the markets. Watch out below! That was down 500, SP 500 down uh, 2%. All the markets are down 2 to 3%. That's the best way of saying that. It's a pretty big drop. At this pace, we may be at zero in, say, 50, 60 days. Except for that's not going to happen. But that's where people's mentality could start to go. So what's happening? First and foremost, the trade war got escalated last week when Donald Trump supposedly, and I'm just so sarcastic or cynical at this point in time, that his, his cabinet said, no, no, don't raise the tariffs. And after two hours of arguing, he raised the tariffs. Um... I almost think that's kind of engineered to head into the election. I'm strong with my cabinet. Uh, but anyway, China was going to take that, taking an extra 10% tariffs, and that's going to hit companies like retailers uh, as well as companies like Apple. That's one of the reasons you've seen Apple get schwacked in the last week or two. I'd say probably last week is right where I'm saying it. Uh, so China devalued its currency against the dollar to its weakest level against since 2008. They can't slap any more tariffs on our stuff because they already have. Uh, they can raise the tariffs, but one thing that they can do is they can weaken their currency. Drives drives people crazy. Uh, because basically you're flooding the market. You're just printing your bills, ultimately. And you know that doesn't work over the long term. Chinese yuan fell below the $7 per le- uh, dollar. That was a technical barrier. I don't talk about technical barriers often. Um, I, I don't think it would help you terribly much uh, because I can only get so many words in per hour. Uh, so the Chinese yuan falls below the seven peg, largely in response to President Trump's threat to impose new tariffs on Beijing. The latest actions come to the President Trump as repeatedly criticized China for manipulating its currency and not upholding its commitment to purchase agricultural products from the United States. 
it's getting testy. China's largest trading partner now is no longer the United States. It's Mexico. Now, hmm. If Trump were to be getting advice from the other side, the other side might be telling him, hey, you know those immigrants you don't want? They're now taking our jobs down into Mexico. They're, they're stealing them. Whoa, right? Huge. Theoretically, that's got something to wrap your head around. So Apple down today. Amazon down today. Uh, Across the board, it is a pretty good sell-off. And that's okay. you got to find things to talk about. you got to find things to look into. Uh, The trade war is realistic. Tim Cook over at Apple discussed the possibility of longer-term changes in the company's manufacturing-based during the conference call with analysts last week. And one of the reasons you want to build in China is because you get consumers in China that go with it. But the way that I view this is the vast majority of our products are kind of made everywhere, so says Tim Cook. There's a significant level of content coming from the United States, a lot from Japan to Korea to China to the European Union. Also contributes a fair amount. So it's a global supply chain, so says Tim Cook. But shares were up 29% through Friday's close, uh, but getting on the weaker side and when you start dealing with billion dollars of market cap, billions and billions of dollars of market cap, you start getting to the point where you're like, well, maybe we could build a billion dollar plant in another country that has more, how shall we say, uh, less prohibitive trade restrictions. So it's kind of real. I hope you see that. Chip makers and retailers are expected to be the biggest and hardest hit with the uh, recent tariffs. So it could create buying opportunities. Right now, there's a lot of, not safety, but there's a lot of money flowing into safer havens in a trade war scenario. Companies like Verizon and AT&T who have nice dividends, but don't have exposure per se to Asia. Um, that's not totally true because the phones, right? One of the big winners in the trade war is if Apple gets dinged, would be a company called Samsung. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. NVIDIA down 5.4%, AMD down 5.2%, Micron down 5.4%. This is pretty good. This is a pretty good hit. Um, and this is on top of Friday's already lower market, right? You with me against me. But um, Kohl's, they're also hurting. New round of tariffs definitely uh, impacts apparel, footwear, and toy products. Far more than previous rounds did. A lot of, uh, I heard someone call into CNBC on Friday. Is this CNBC or Bloomberg? CNBC, might have been Bloomberg. And uh, he was a CEO of a retail company, and he goes, it's going to be a bloodbath. Stores are going to close. It's going to be a blood, uh, retail apocalypse. Whoa. Anarchy! <laughs> kind of. So uh, Macy's and Nordstrom, Kohl's all have exposure to apparel. And footwear. So, watch out below. Casino operator Win reports. Uh, Win Resorts, I'm sorry. Got that case of the Mondays, huh? Down 6%. They're tied towards the trade war because they do business on the Macau Peninsula in China. Um, contraction in the business in Macau would weigh on mar- uh, Win's margins. It's so funny. Wall Street works in funny ways. A couple years ago, we were, not a couple years ago, 
couple decades, a decade and a half ago, we were like, oh, Macau's going to be the, the star of China. It's going to take business away from Las Vegas because we all know that Chinese, quote-unquote, like to uh, be casino tourists. Now they can just stay in their backyard, right? But then again, it took... and. All the cliches, Asians gamble more, Asians spend more in gambling. So the casino companies were like, heck yeah, we want to open up in China. Uh, screw Las Vegas. Uh, let's, get, let's get closer to the customer. Disney reports numbers tomorrow. Uh, it's a world of happiness, right? A world of joy. Uh, during all of this China trade war stuff, it, Disney has a play in that for sure. If you think about Chinese tourists coming to their parks. They're already starting to say that Chinese are pulling out of American real estate now. Um, and a couple of years ago, there were stories about how realtors were taking buses, buses of the Chinese around looking at open houses and basically paying cash on the spot. So stories change, right? And that's kind of what I was trying to get at there. Of Look how the narrative of China was a great opportunity for the casino companies, and it's now turning into a nightmare. Uh, a couple of years ago, you know, real estate. Oh, the Chinese are going to buy all of California. Keep in mind, that was a big sign in the 90s that yeah, the world was freaked out in the world. Some Americans were freaked out that the Japan, the Japan, they're, they're big enough that I'm going to call them the, the Japan was going to buy all of Manhattan. Uh, they were buying buildings. Japanese investors were buying buildings in New York, and it, it hit the ultimate freak out when a Japanese company bought Seattle. Uh, Mariners. People are like, baseball can't be owned by the Japanese. So things do turn around because Japan wasn't the world power for much longer. You saw it starting to wane in the 90s. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. Got seminars coming up. One coming up at the Money Show. You can hear commercials for right here, right now. Um, that's just right around the corner. Learn more at Rob Black's show, new website, newfocusfinancial.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Waking up on the wrong side of the bed comes from the Romans. The Romans believe that anyone who woke up on the left side of the bed was doomed to a day of bad luck. Okay, I always wake up on the, oh no, oh no, is it my left or is it the bed's left? I, I do actually wake up on the left side. So I guess I do have that, that omen of bad luck hanging over me, huh? So try to get up on the right side of the bed, not the left side. Oh, so Disney reports tomorrow, and now you know. Thank you very much. That message was brought to you by uh, Joey Ramone. Joey Ramon. Uh, Disney reports tomorrow, and that'll be kind of a nice thing because we're in a market that is a whirlwind of negativity, very fast, very sudden. We went from 
you could say anything you want in the trade war to, oh no, you did not just say that. China's using their currency now, weakening their currency to make their 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 goods look better to the world. And gotta admit, it works. Problem is it's it's printing of money and it's a very bad economic tool to pull out. Uh, I gotta admit, most countries do, including the United States. We, ma- we manipulate our currency. We need more. We just print it. So that's out there. Shake Shack's in the news, and again, I'm looking for stories right now, ideas. Uh, I can go over. Here's exactly how much you need before you retire. But I feel like I've done a lot of that this quarter. So I, I kind of want to find like Shake Shack. Um, they've got an issue with quality. They got an issue with quality and delivery. The burger chain, which has resisted the pool of delivery, is partnering with Grubhub to offer delivery from its roughly 150 restaurants. I gotta admit, when you hear more and more about shootings over the weekend, you gotta start thinking to yourself as a parent, and you gotta start thinking to yourself at times like, uh, the one advice I would give to a kid, if I were to give any advice to a kid, is like, only bad thing happens <laughs> after one o'clock in the morning. Like, try to be home by midnight if you can. Because all the crazy stuff in my life happened at, like, typically between 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. When I was in those teenage and college years, right? So anyway, Shake Shack. Back to Shake Shack. Um, They're basically kind of saying, you know, maybe our burgers haven't been good enough to travel in the past, but we got to do this whole grub-up thing. Because everyone else is. Sometimes it's about market share. One of the areas where the trade war is going to hit Apple is Samsung doesn't have tariffs. Apple will have tariffs. And, well, Samsung could sell the same exact phone in theory for less because of the said tariffs. Uh, so we're going to keep an eye on that. There's damage of about $0.60 cents per share if Apple absorbs a 10% tariff that doesn't raise prices further or it doesn't rise further. Uh, as far as the tariffs go. Trump said he would hit Chinese imported goods with new tariffs beginning September, adding 10% levy, potentially rising to 25%. The risk of import tariffs impacting U.S. consumer demand for China-made smartphones and other electronic goods has risen. In theory, I should tell you, go out and get your smartphone now before these hit, but I'm not going to um, because that's just not me at this point in the game. So, 800-516-1220. I said I was going to talk a little about uh, retirement issues, but there is a pretty good article in the USA Today on, and I give the credit, I'm not going to say USA Today writes great financial articles. You'd be much better off with a financial planning magazine or a financial planning site uh, in the long run, but they do do a nice job of bringing awareness to some issues for you. So, one of the things that they're talking about in today's USA Today is longer lives and lumpier expenses force Americans to rethink their retirement savings math. We are living longer. In theory, drugs are getting better. And we're consuming more medication, so we're preserving our bodies longer, I think is the right way of saying that, before they succumb to age and falling apart. You're darn tootin'. You know, Half of Americans now say they'll, you know, work past their traditional retirement age of 65. The problem with that is, is sometimes it doesn't work out like that. You may want to work longer, but you may not be able to either physically, you start to break down, or socially, they don't want you. 
So a lot of people are like, well, I'll just work forever. I have a, you know, I have friends. I know I'm kind of a big deal. People know me, but I, I know people who are 40 and they've saved almost nothing. And what I say is almost nothing like twenty, thirty thousand dollars And I'm not belittling that number. I'm saying that's almost nothing compared for the big picture of retirement. Really? And it's, yeah, really. I'm being serious. I'm, I'm serious as a heart attack right now. Um, but people assume that they're going to work for longer. That may not be a reality. I've got a pretty smart older brother who could you know, find oil in the ground with algorithms. I know you're saying, doesn't it just take a big drill? Well, to do it right, no. But uh, he came back to the United States after working overseas, you know, his 20s, 30s, and 40s. He came back in his 50s and found out no one really wanted him. He was almost too qualified, and because he was 50, he was more of a healthcare draw on small businesses. About 660,000 Americans now draw Social Security outside of the United States. So a lot of people are saying, you know, I don't, I don't have enough to make it here. I'll make it elsewhere. And that's not a bad idea. If that's something that's like your thing. I've got friends who are fairly active religiously and, and uh, kind of putting their money where their mouth is as far as helping other communities with charity work. Um, so part of their retirement is going to be, you know, teaching English or building houses or such. So you've got to figure out where you're going to live in retirement. There's nothing wrong with living abroad. And again, like I said, the numbers are doubling um, on a 10-year basis. So more and more Americans are saying, I don't have enough. We're living longer. We're taking more pharmaceuticals. Uh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. What was interesting about that USA article, USA Today article, and I didn't really mention it there, was that even though we're living longer, there's lumpier expenses and more on healthcare, so you have to actually save more in order to be said good treatment, right? Uh, medical device companies are an interesting play right now, as are biotech companies. Medical device companies typically have mostly U.S. exposure, whereas um, <clears throat> during a situation where a trade war, they don't really have that trade war exposure yet, <laughs> so throw that out there. But biotech companies are also kind of an interesting area uh, because they don't necessarily have that exposure to China. And in theory, they were in it for the long run to figure out the cure for cancer, the cure for balding, the cure for uh, erectile dysfunction. Whatever cure they're coming up with, they're looking for billions of dollars of, of business from it. They're not really worried about what's happening in China, in theory. So sometimes look for the baby in the bathwater. Hey, Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw did $60 million. Not quite expectations. So again, if you're not Disney, <laughs> you're not having a summer of discontent. But <clears throat> Hobbs and Shaw wasn't fast and furious. It wasn't bad. But uh, you can kind of see it wasn't Disney. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big seminar coming up at the Money Show. And find me online, again, at Rob Black Show. New website, newfocusfinancial.com. Together, at least we can swim far away from the wreck we made. Then only for a minute. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I want to see you smile. No, that means I'll have to leave. 
Rob Black talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, I don't know. The whole gun thing, I'm not going to get anywhere near. I'm going to kind of stay in my channel right now. But as the trade war conversations, as the trade war realities kind of push forward, and it appears China's trying to play the long game with the United States, and the United States is trying to play the long game with China, and neither one likes to look like a fool, and the others keep painting the other the fool. It's got to be interesting. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble kind of thing, right? Um... <clears throat> A lot's getting hit. Apple's getting hit with the electronics. Nike's getting hit with uh, footwear. Uh, Etsy, Abercrombie & Fitch, Stitch Fix, all down on the retail side of the fence, as is Office Depot, Party City, Macy's, and Best Buy. A lot of the goods are made in China, including TVs and a lot of electronics. So it's... The Trump administration is, 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 playing, is involved in an interesting game. Only 13% of millionaires think they're rich. Have you heard of you know stories about how sometimes the, the behaviors of the rich, like, oh, he hasn't bought new shoes in 23 years. Ew. Oh, he hasn't, you know, like, he's got the same underwear from his wedding night 42 years ago. You're like, whoa, how is that possible? Or, I mean, you know, one of my stories that I'm proud of is I basically drive a car till it completely is done and I take good care of it while I have it uh, because I see it as kind of just a money suck, money loser. Anyway, a few millionaires think that they're rich. Only 13% of millionaires think that they're wealthy. Does it, A, show you that the sign of wealth has changed? Because uh, remember Robin, this is Robin, not Giffen's, in the Lifestyle of the Rich and the Famous. Uh, Robin Leach. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <clears throat> the Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was kind of a millionaire thing, and now you're like, meh, just a million? We could do better than that. So just 13% of millionaires think they're wealthy. It shows that the class and wealth are two different things. And class in America just isn't about money. A high cost of living in certain cities can also influence whether you think you're rich or not. I, you know, talk about... Uh, it's interesting to look at America and see that what's considered poverty for a family of four, as far as income goes, it differs. When you see the average American pulling in about $55,000 a year in salary, and then the kids coming out of college think that they want a six-figure job because they think that's what it's going to take to get a house and such, it shows you that there's kind of a disconnect and some disappointment out there. So there's a recent study from Ameriprise, and they're just trying to respond to when do people feel comfortable. Sixty percent design that sixty percent of millionaires define themselves as upper middle class, but like in San Jose, if you pull in one hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars, this was a couple of years ago, you're considered poverty, and that's stunning. You could actually get like food stamps. You know, you can actually get supplemental help for your family. So what is rich depends upon you. And sometimes not looking at your money is a smart thing to do because you're kind of trying to figure out what makes you happy. 
You'll hear a lot of CFPs go, what are you going to do in retirement? What are you going to do in retirement? You think like they're only taught to say, what are you going to do in retirement? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. We could talk about Netflix and Amazon. Both companies have had a very rough sled of it in the last couple of weeks. Um, basically inviting you into kind of a lull of, is this the time to buy or are they going to go lower? Is this the time to buy or are they going to go lower? 800-516-1228 calls on the air. Got an email from a listener who was concerned. He really wants to be buy beyond mate. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to push you in that direction. Um, I think he doesn't have any clue what a secondary is. And he was asking me clues about a secondary. And he was calling it something incorrectly. And it really just kind of flagged me as like, he just wants to own it. So maybe what I should say is, eh, why are you worried about all these statistics that you don't really know how to use anyway? Price to sales ratio, price to earnings ratio, price to debt ratio. Uh, I don't know how to answer someone who is just, they will, if I were to read the email to you and I'm not going to, it's pretty humiliating what he didn't know about the company. He knows that he wants to buy it. Now, the most interesting thing to me about Beyond Meat is not the fact that it is a plant-based protein. It is not the fact that it's a play on the millennials. It is not a fact that it's a play on healthier lifestyles. To me, the most interesting thing is how many people have shorted the stock and think it's going to get lower. So they've already sold the stock. Most people buy low and sell high is the goal. Shorts want to sell high and buy low. So they've already sold it and they expect it to go lower where they can buy it at a lower price. Which is one of the most ironic things of, let's say, Beyond Meat. No, no, let's not say Beyond Meat. Let's say someone hates a company called XYZ and they short the stock. They need to get out of it before it goes to zero, if it goes to zero. So Beyond Meat last week announced a secondary offering of 3.25 million shares priced at $160 a share. Um, and a lot of people don't know what secondaries are. It's ultimately borrowing money, getting cash for exchange of shares. It's not always that, but that's a nice, easy way of, of throwing it out there. Um, I'd be very careful. I see a lot of amateurs at times wouldn't... I don't know how to say this other than to say something along the lines of when you don't know... Here's the best way I've said it. Back in the early 2000s, I had a woman call the radio show and she asked about a company that I'm pretty sure she didn't know what the company did. It had just been a hot networking equipment stock, but she probably didn't know, is it, you know, part of, you know, do they supply parts to other companies? Are they that actual said networking company? Um, what's their exposure to China? What's their exposure to, you know, currency? What's their exposure to tariffs? What's their exposure? Like, they, you have to build a, a case on, on positive and negatives on companies. And I was pretty, it was pretty obvious that that wasn't happening on this one. So... Um, kind of got in over their head. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Do I think would I buy Beyond Meat at 160 if that's the secondary price and that's where they're going to um, execute a swap in shares for money? Maybe if this market continues to get bad and worse. I like bad markets because it ultimately gives me an opportunity to buy stocks that I think are inefficiently priced. It gives me an opportunity to get into companies that I don't have to pay 52-week highs for. 
trade war is escalating, just so you know, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. So we see that China's devaluing their currency, but we're also seeing, you know, they've halted U.S. agricultural purchases. And that hits Trump right where he wants. That hits Trump supporters hard, farmers. Um, now, a lot of what Trump's been saying recently is, oh, we're going to get the tariffs from China, and they're going to buy the uh, farm equipment for the farmers. The problem is tariffs are usually not collected off the country, but they're tied towards taxes on the product, essentially. Tariffs another word for tax. Um, so China's state-run agricultural firms have now stopped buying American farm goods and are waiting to see how the progress uh, continues. This is getting ugly. Now, how ugly is ugly? Your mama is so ugly. Remember the mama jokes? Um, Morgan Stanley says the trade war will lead to a global recession um, on all imports of China uh, products for, you know, 20, if we hit 25%, Morgan Stanley says global recession will come. Um, so they're out with that report today, and then you hear reports of the trade wars escalating. Starts with 10% from Trump, then China does their currency, then China says, we're going to stop buying, you know, agricultural products, and we're going to hit you where it hurts most, Mr. Trump. Um, So the risk is escalating. And the risk of the global outlook are decidedly skewed to the downside. Could mean things like interest rates drop. Uh, Global recession will come in about nine months if the trade war further escalates through the U.S., raising tariffs to 25% on all imports from China for four to six months. Um, Morgan Stanley says we we would see the global economy in a recession in about three quarters. So I think you're going to see some volatility as the world assesses the trade deal. Morgan Stanley is a well-respected company. And for them to say, you know, it'll take about three quarters if we continue this way, it's going to hurt China, it's going to hurt the U.S., uh, we're big consumers in the world, but we're also good big purchasers of other people's goods. Is the right way of saying it. So um, things are escalated right now. Now here's the problem. I know that, and you know that. And typically, what causes a recession or what causes a big correction in the market isn't something that we know. It's typically more black swan event kind of thing. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget to notice that I'm going to be at the Money Show with CFP Chad Burton coming up in about a week, a week plus, uh, talking income and retirement. You can learn more by going to kdow.biz or by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I do not shy away from potentially getting into sticky situations where I can put my foot in my mouth. This is one of those scenarios. Walmart had a horrible shooting this weekend. 
that left 20 people dead at one of its stores in El Paso. It appeared to be tied towards immigration and prejudice and bigotry on so many levels. I couldn't imagine sending my kids off to a store, a mall, to go, hey, let's go get a toy today. Let's go get a new baseball, uh, a new baseball, uh, a new baseball bat, because that's where you would go to like a Walmart, for instance. Walmart had 20 people plus, 20 people die in their stores. And a gun shooting in their stores brings up the question of, you do know Walmart sells guns, right? And a lot of gun advocates are saying that if Walmart stopped selling firearms and adopted other measures such as you know gun buybacks, they could dramatically shift the gun debate. And you know what Walmart said to this? Uh, we're not going to stop selling guns. It's kind of one of those, you know, I talked to CFP Chad Burton not that long ago. What do you think about buying you know, tobacco companies? In good economies and bad economies, people are going to smoke, right? This is the second Walmart in 10 days to have a shooting. They had another one last week where, again, we kind of just forget and move on at this point in time. So, should Walmart, a publicly traded company, stop selling guns? Especially since they've had gunshots in their own buildings. And again, I don't think there's any no one suggesting at this point in time that someone bought a gun and used a gun. But it brings up a big moral question of a CEO, a board of directors could really radically try to change the direction of the conversation of gun battles and gun control in the United States. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, when you own Boeing, you are not only just owning a company that sells airplanes, but now you're learning that you own a company that sells airplanes that maybe they knew their software was going to fail a second time. Do you feel good with that? Or is that something... Do, where do you draw the line? They also make missiles that kill people. So, you know, a company like Amandalay who makes Kraft cheese macaroni and cheese what point in time do you say my morals are going to stop me from owning that because American kids eat way too much food out of a box and it can't be good for you uh, as good as you know, healthy fresh food right so 90% of Americans regret one financial mistake what do you think that would be um, it's actually a pretty big one it's wasteful spending and it can be pretty significant. The average wasteful spending each month is about $139. Sometimes it gets a little bit higher. I've bought in things that I don't use for years. I went through a little phase where I really like, how shall we say, putting on masks for my skin. And maybe I'm making some, maybe I'm not. And there was a company that was selling clay from like an Indian reserve in India and it was like magical clay that took 10 years off your life or something like that. And I was like, ooh, I'll try that. I order it. It comes and I never use it. Wasteful spending is a real thing. Uh, I hate, oh. If I could eat 100% of what I bought in food, I would be thrilled. To me, the idea of like, oh, I forgot I had those grapes in the back of the refrigerator and now they're all dried and little prunes. I'm like, I'll make, I'll eat prunes. No, I won't. But you get the idea of wasteful... It's, it's significant. 
Some people blow as much as $520 on a uh, one wasteful purchase. Whether it's like designer shoes, a uh, new Xbox, maybe a couple new games that you buy instead of try. And then you find out you didn't really like them, but then you learn there's a no return policy. Oh, the no return policies. Or the restocking fees. Those are some that kill me. So I remember uh, buying things like electric, electronic cameras back when, before you had a phone, you, you had a, a digital camera and a digital phone. And then they're like, hey, we can put cameras in the phone, lenses in the phone. So I remember buying one that when it came, it was just too big. It was one of those things where I didn't try it. I didn't see it. I didn't read the, all the reviews. I just saw the picture quality was what I wanted. And uh, so I called the company back in New Jersey because it's like an eBay purchase, not even an eBay bid, but a purchase where the store had a, a front on eBay. And I called them and they're like, well, it's 50% restocking fee. I'm like, oh, so a $200, $250 phone. I had to give them a, okay, you can keep 125 that's one of the things you have to watch out for on Amazon when you buy things like furniture is it's so expensive to ship furniture. They'll gladly send it to you knowing that you're buying a piece of crap. But when you want to send the piece of crap back, they'll be like, well, it's so heavy and we're not paying for that. You're paying for it. So, I don't know. Furniture uh, through Amazon is... I know they're getting in their own furniture line. I know they're probably working out the kinks in it. But that's been an area that I've seen a lot of people go, oh, I need a... Uh, a little uh, pull-out bed, and they get it, and it's just, it's awful. So Target got an upgrade today. Now, think of Target as a, a retailer that's very American-based, American consumer. But also, a lot of their goods come from China. So one analyst today, Deutsche Bank's Paul Trussell upgraded Target to buy from hold. $99 price target on an $80 stock. That's not bad. That's a pretty good return if it happens. So they think the company's different than it was a few years ago, that they're you know, basically doing a very nice job getting profitability per square foot in their stores, building on that metric. Um, they have a multiple right now that's slightly below the historical average, so it doesn't look expensive. So they got some tough compares coming up, though, because the consumer has been strong. They've got a buyback program, which Wall Street tends to like. Um, but they also have a lot of CapEx questions at this point in time of where they're going to spend building uh, facilities in China or outside of China. A lot of questions right now, but one analyst seeing a lot of value in the company. Good upside. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.